Hello, everyone. Welcome to Freedom International Livestream. Um, it is our privilege and honor to introduce our guest today. We have William Tucker of Charity United. And um, I will say a little bit about him, but as we go along, I'm sure he could say much more and much better version than what I'm going to say, okay? So William Tucker is both the co-founder and president of Charity United. It is a charity dedicated to children's rights with emphasis to make the right to education a reality in all parts of the world. And you can check out his website, charityunited.us. And he really has a very interesting um, experience and background because he has worked with uh, different charitable organizations and created his own charitable organization. And he has also worked with um, universities, um, also top boarding schools, and he has developed fields and uh, all educational materials for Charity United. And of course, the aim of the organization is real education. And, and what I know a little bit from about William is that, you, you know, your grandma, right? Your grandmama was a significant person for his life, uh, like that aha moment when William decided what he's gonna go do when he grows up. And he did follow that. So William, do tell us a little bit about your grandma. And may, you may un unmute yourself. You're still muted. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Sorry. Uh, thank you very much for that introduction, by the way. And, and uh, hello and welcome to everybody. A pleasure to be on the show and pleasure to be with like-minded people. Okay. Uh, like the natural health, the holistic field uh, really has a very special place in my heart um, because it is part of real education and true knowledge. Uh, right. Uh, regardless of what the mainstream media may say, uh, and, you know, uh, the, the holistic field is actually development of thousands of years of knowledge, right? Uh, of what worked, what didn't work, you know, with some of the greatest historical scholars uh, on its side. So uh, I really feel among peers, you know, uh, 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 not in a medical sense, but, but in a kindred spirit, okay? Um, yes, now just to answer your question, yeah, my grandmother was actually one of the first female sociologists in Sweden uh, and, and she had to uh, break the gender barrier, uh, you know, because at that time females weren't professors, uh, um, you know, and um, she actually took me to Africa at the age of 13 on one of her field trips and, and that's when I first got exposed myself. Uh, to the third world, right? And, and to take your grandson at the age of 13, you know, to the, you know, to Central Africa, that in itself takes some courage, right? So, so that's the first time in my life where I got exposed to really the developing uh, world or developing nations and saw kids my own age and younger, you know, drinking from mud puddles, right? Or, or, or trying to sell me half a coconut, uh, you know, for pennies. Uh, in order to fight for their survival. So, so that definitely opened my eyes as, you know, as a young teenager. Uh, 
and it, it made me see how lucky I was, you know, growing up in the Western world, uh, really having every resource, you know, available, you know, and we complain about school as kids of like, oh, you know, I had to sit in school for like, you know, four hours today and it was just horrible torture, blah, 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 right? And, you know, we compl complain bitterly to our friends, you know, uh, and then you have the complete opposite side of the coin where it's not available. And if a kid hears about education, he'll walk 10 miles just to receive an hour's worth of education, right? So, so being exposed to that whole, uh, you know, uh, new world, you know, and it's terrible to call it a new world, right? Because it is our world, you know, we should know what's going on in our world. Um, uh, you know, and uh, you know, you know, it's it's my grandmother that that opened my eyes, and you know, and that really set me on a lifelong goal of like, you know, whatever I do, whatever I achieve, uh, you know, I've got to leave this place a better place than I entered it, you know, and I've kind of got to follow in those that the, the footsteps, you know, so that's how that aha moment came about. Yeah. Thanks a lot. It's wonderful to hear and um, from you as a product of a an elder. And this is really important. That's why we were having this conversation for, for me was as elders, as grown people, we have really a crucial role for the young children upcoming. Now, when it comes to education, I believe the we all agree that education is very important and that we all agree also that there's just some populations and countries that are less educated but my question would be what is real education because there seem to be so many educated people in united states in first world countries but what is education because this education seems to not make them be critical thinkers because so, one can say i read and read but what do you read who's your teacher who's your source so please Share me okay, I'm really, really glad uh, uh, you asked that, right? Because there's a real difference between education uh, and knowing things, okay? Uh, uh, you take the Western world, you know, it's, it's actually the Western education system was destroyed roughly uh, 150 years ago, 200 years ago uh, with the onset of industrialism, okay? Um, because the entirety of society changed in from one where you like you did an apprenticeship and you learned how to to make a living or or to survive to becoming a cog in a machine right um, and, and and when you travel to third world countries and back and forth to Western countries it becomes really obvious because you get to see both sides of the coins um, you know I see people with like multiple PhDs, uh, you know, um, you know, certificates all over their walls. I throw all my own certificates away. It's a piece of paper. It means nothing to me, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, but you ask them to do something and they can just quote you facts. You know, they can just quote you facts. So education or real education should result in understanding okay and, and and not memorization but the industrial age changed the education from understanding 
to memorization, right? Learn how to fill out certain forms. Uh, learn how to quote facts. Uh, when you do that, you're actually shutting down the mind, right? And, 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 and you have all these tests that kids are constantly pressured and forced to go through to memorize certain facts. Well, I tell you one thing. <clears throat> if you have to memorize something, you don't understand it. And whatever you understand, you don't have to memorize, right? This is an observable phenomena. So by, by focusing on this false education of, of rewarding children for memorizing facts, you know, um, and I don't care which field you're talking about, right? Let's take human rights. You know, what's the most frequent question on a human rights exam? Oh, at what date, you know, was the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, uh, you know, uh, you know, signed and in what city? I'll tell you, I forget because it's so unimportant to me. I know it's 1947, but do I care about the day? No, right? What's the date of that declaration going to do for me, right? It's going to do the same amount as today's date is going to do for me, <laughs> right? There is no knowledge inherent in the date. There is no knowledge inherent in that fact, right? All right. A question like, well, how many human rights are there? Ooh, you know, now you have to think, right? Now you have to think. There are 30, right? Uh, and the content and, and how would you apply a human right? Okay. Let's take slavery just as a very broad example. Um, and again, here's, here's the difference between learning and knowledge, right? Or, or education and knowledge. Okay, what is slavery? Well, if you're fact-based, it's like your answers will be, well, in 18-something, there was a civil war and we abolished slavery and it's wrong. Okay. Maybe true, maybe not, you know what I mean? Uh, but what is slavery? Slavery is more than just owning a person. Slavery includes servitude. Right? If you don't understand these terms, then you don't know what slavery is. You know, the condition of slavery or servitude, which falls under the definition of slavery, is having an income uh, dependent on someone else where you're working on somebody's land or properties and you're stuck in to that job because you can't leave it, you know? because you lose your ability to exist, to survive, to live, to pay for your family, right? That's servitude. You know how many people live in servitude in the United States, you know? Uh, it's like the vast majority of people actually lives in modern day servitude. They leave their corporation, you know, if they violate, if they go against the opinion, you know, if they apply their, their human right of freedom of thought and freedom of expression, you're fired, right? Oh, sorry. That's part of the conditions of servitude, right? Uh, and I, I've just talked about, I've just touched the surface of slavery, you understand? Yet everybody in the United States will go, oh, yeah, we're a free nation. You know, everybody in Russia will go, oh, yeah, we're a free nation. Everybody in India will go, oh, yeah, we're a free nation. No, you're not. No, you're not. You know? As long as that education system exists to entrap your mind, you know, to, to, to make you a part of a cog, of a machine, uh, you know, as long as that diploma serves as a license to get a job, right? And let's face it, that's what a diploma is. 
It's your license to get a job, right? I see many people far more capable of doing a job that have, you know, that don't have a diploma or a degree, right? But they are automatically cast aside. So education, to come back to it, you know, with all these roundabout examples, education, real education is understanding, you know, taking a subject, understanding, being able to think with it. And any system that does not achieve that is not an education system by definition, right? So, yes, we talk about education. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, um, William. Now, my third, my last question before I pass it on to, you know, the next uh, interview member in the panel is, see, if you, I grew up in the Philippines and I did my community work there. If you, another country, comes to me, to, to my region, and since I was already awake then, I would question you, why are you coming to my country? Why are you coming to my village? Who are you to tell me that I need education? Who are you to tell me what kind? So I guess I'm, I'm sharing that feeling because yeah. I, want to, I want you to share to me, how did the people respond to you when you first went into, was India your first country? No, you South went? Africa. So, how, how yeah. was that for you? Well, first of all, I would say that you are well within your rights to question, right? And and that's what I would expect of you. You know, after all, who the hell am I? You know, I'm just some guy showing up saying I've got something that's good for you, right? Maybe you know. Uh, actually, I don't do that. I take an entirely different approach. You know, um, I'll tell you my South Africa story because it's kind of fun, actually. Um, so I was in South Africa and I thought, okay, what's the worst place I can visit, right? Uh, because I look for the worst places, like where nobody else dares to go, right? And uh, the name of the place was Etwatwa. So that's Zulu. And uh, Etwatwa is the Zulu uh, word for uh, the imitative sound of machine gun fire. Twat, 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 right? Now, um, so... Uh, you know, native South Africa, like Soweto will not get, Soweto people will not go into Etwatwa. They will not go into Etwatwa. They consider that dangerous, you know? So for me to show up in Etwatwa um, is like, who's this crazy guy, right? Uh, and my wife came with me, you understand? So, um, but like I said, I usually will come in with like a, a nutritious gift for the children as my very first action. Right, so in Etwatwa, I had a carload of oranges, and by the way, I, I buy the oranges right from the local people. Uh, I call it ho- holistic uh, charity or holistic uh, aid. Right, I don't buy it from Coca-Cola. No, 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 no. I will buy the local produce from the local, uh, poor, you know, the, the, just the local community uh, because that gets a micro economy going. Right there, you know, Coca-Cola doesn't need our donations. Uh, Crispy Vice doesn't need our donations or whatever corporation, right? So anyway, buy buy a carload of oranges from the vendors, go inside. First thing I do is give oranges or my wife and I give oranges to all the kids around. And I'm telling you, I've never met such polite kids in my life. Here are kids that have nothing, that live in a place called Etwatwa, named after machine gun fire. Their conditions are horrible. They have 
really no services. And uh, I don't know, you know, probably you're familiar with this in the Filipinos, but if you accept the gift in, in those part of the world, you, you hold your arm and, and, and uh, you hold out your hand, right? You would never put two hands forward. There's a, like a respectful way of accepting a gift. I'm telling you, every single kid, no matter four-year-old, eight-year-old, or 12-year-old, just super respectful. I mean, amazing. And like these kids, they have manners like you would not believe, okay? So I gave them all an orange, right? Um, so next thing you know, you've got the entire community gathered, like all the kids are there, and then the mothers come, and I had extra oranges, so then I start giving all the mothers, you know, and I just get rid of everything I can. And then you, then you start your conversation. And the very next thing I do is I find out from them, okay, what do you think the problem is in this area? All right? And again, that's a completely different approach. I don't go in and say, hey, I'm smart. I know what your problem is. Right? No, 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 no. It's like, I go, okay, tell me people, you know, what's in your mind? What, 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 what's in this village, in this community, in this land? What's your biggest, biggest issue? Like, what, what are your concerns? And I'm telling you, that breaks down like all the barriers because all of a sudden you're in, in communication for real, you know? And they're like, wow, you know, this white guy is asking me like what, my, what I think, right? And I want to know, right? Because cause that's what I need to address. I don't need to address my concerns. I don't need to address, you know, what Western people think the problem is, no. I need to address what they think the problem is. And the irony of all of this is, it's always education. They always talk about education, right? But I haven't forced it on them, right? I've asked them and I've given the opportunity and they may say, yeah, we have trouble with water. Guess what? Then I try and figure that out as well, right? Uh, obviously, I focus you know, on education because it's the the real solution, but you know, you have to go in and find out from that village, you know, from that community, what do they think the problem is? And don't be arrogant, you know, don't be arrogant. Find out what they want. Thank you so much. And thank you for everything you do. And really God bless you. And I'll pass it on to Steve. Okay. Thank you. Oh, wow. That's an incredible story. Your wife is a, uh a great traveling partner and a brave one too but Absolutely. obviously you don't need to be brave if you have the right approach no. um sort of on the same vein as the you know the distinction between education and knowledge um charlotte Isabit was the uh secretary of education for president reagan and she wrote a book called the deliberate dumbing down of america and it, essentially what she said, if, if I crystallize it, is the uh, U.S. education system is based on the Prussian education system, which teaches um, the, the participants in, our in the American education system to be very left-brained, to respond to authority, to only go for one answer, There's, you know, to shut down the right brain and to stop creativity and to look for just one answer and uh, no variance, and not to question authority. Um, and this dumbs, you know, Americans down or the global population, in, in probably in this case. So the distinction is there's a huge difference between knowledge and creative thinking and education. 
So is is your process, you know, throwing the baby with the dishwater out of the, you know, authoritarian, you know, respond to authority? Is your whole system based on knowledge and, um, you know, in, inspiring the children to be creative and, and to know their gifts? Absolutely. I'm totally against authority. I love it when a student argues with me, even when they're wrong, right? Uh, <laughs> I encourage it. Uh, uh, argue with me all day, you know, uh, a student needs to make, like any person needs to make up his own mind, right? I, I can force a piece of information into your mind. Sure, I can make you remember it with threats and blah and blah, you know. You know what? You will reject that information regardless of its truth because, because it's, you know, your inner freedom, a child's inner freedom, its inner creativity is always there. It cannot be suppressed. You can push it below the surface, but you know. Uh, so, so first of all, if a child doesn't want to attend my class, he's not obliged to, right? Uh, uh, but, but you know, there's two different ways you can look at that. Oh, you know, you know, but that child should be in school. Yeah, the other one is why. Well, yeah, maybe you're so boring as a teacher, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that people that. don't want to sit with you, right? Yeah. Stop blaming the kids. Stop blaming the kids for being a boring personality. You know? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, 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 I'm sorry, if, if there's somebody there going, okay, open page five, read the top line, blah, 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 blah. Hell, I walk out of the room, right? I walk out of the room. It's not education, right? So, so, I simply say, okay, here's your class, you know. Uh, I try to make it as interesting as possible. Everything has got to be free will based, you understand? Uh, doesn't mean you pass somebody on something wrong, right? But mm. you're like, hey, let's look this information over again. Um, or, or demonstrate it to me. Or let's do it, okay, let's do an experiment, right? It's, they have got to find out for, for themselves. Obviously, you have, you know, certain educational basics, reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? Those are the only three subjects which I would say is universal, right? Okay. But after that, if you want to be a chemist, you know, uh, then, then, then why study history, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If you, you know, and I think this goes very much in line uh, of what you're saying, and I think we're in total agreement. You know, you've got to find the interest of the child uh, uh, and let them explore uh, that area. And all of a sudden, you haven't got a forced education. And, and, and yeah, the dumbing down of America, you know, you make a very good point. The whole Trustian system is obedience. Right? It, it's made for armies. It, uh, kids aren't soldiers. And, they, you know, we don't want them to be soldiers necessarily. Right? We want them to be creative thinkers, artists, doctors, philosophers. So, so putting them through an education system that's intended to create soldiers. Right? It's a great system for soldiers. Right? Use it in the army. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You yeah. know, you know what's crazy when you're speaking. Um, it's elementary, but it's freedom of thought. That's what we're yes. really getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because when you set a mind free, 
you know, you are you are exploding its true potential. That mind will go somewhere. And 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 I see this all the time in slums. You know, I get these these kids that they have no education. They they show up just because you set the time. All right. And then you say, okay, what do you want to learn? Right? Well, usually it's like I want to be this. I have a say. Then I go, okay, well, you know, for that you have to know how to read, write. You know, you need to know some arithmetic as your basics, right? But after that, we'll figure out, you know, because if you can't read, you know, you, yeah. you, you're shut off from all other knowledge. If you can't do, you know, fundamental arithmetic, you, know, you can't be a chemist. You'll get your formulas all wrong. You can't be a doctor. You'll prescribe the wrong dose. You can't be a businessman, uh, you know, you'll go broke, uh, right? Um, so, so reading, writing, and arithmetic, I would say, is the only three mandatory subjects. After that, you've got to work with the child and and and, and his freedom of thought or his right brain or or that creativity. Uh, so, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. That's what's so diabolical about the Prussian system and the reply you respond to authority. I would reckon that uh, any of your students, if you made it clear how uh you know something that covers your face restricts your oxygen they probably say well i'm not wearing it um yeah, versus absolutely and you know and unfortunately i get to them where i have to teach them to question authority right so so <laughs> <laughs> right wow. Uh, wow. and it's one of the biggest thing and how do we do that well we go okay what's the difference between a fact and an opinion right because uh most young kids and 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 even more more percent of adults has no idea what the difference is between a fact and an opinion, right? Uh, if you ask people, what's the you know what's the definition of, of a fact? What's the definition of an opinion? They'd be hard put to separate those two. Yeah. You know? So a fact is something that can be proven, right? With visible evidence, with statistics, with uh, whatever you know. An opinion may or may not be based on facts, right? But it's not proven. It can turn into a fact. You know, I could look at you right now and say, "Well, you know, uh, you know, I think uh, I'm heavier than you. I weigh more than you, right?" Mm. Not a fact. It's an opinion, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. But until we weigh ourselves, you know, now now my opinion may turn into a fact, right? Gotcha. Um, and, and, and this is one of the things I really go over with kids and adults, right? Uh, you know, what's the difference? Because many of our opinions, we tend to think our opinions are facts, right? And that's when you get into arguments. Whenever you're in an argument, you're arguing an opinion, not a fact, right? And mm. you haven't brought the evidence to the table. You may be right. You may mm. be right. I'm not saying your opinion is wrong, right? Discipline it takes to separate your opinion from facts and to realize, like, wow, okay, you know, well, my opinion is actually based only on opinion and not fact. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it's just, I could talk a lot about the mind programming of the Prussian system and the media and the repetition yeah. of uh, NLP words and stuff like that. I wanted yeah. to, because everyone wants to get a shot to talk to you. Uh, the yeah. last thing I kind of want to connect to is sort of changing the subject a bit, but getting into nutrition. And the, yeah. and um, I was wondering if you find that because maybe in these poorer sectors, the nutrition level is is not maybe as high as although most of the food in an American supermarket is poison and causing probably low IQs. Um, 
I, I was wondering if your kids are, are kind of lower on the nutrition level, which may mean they're sicker or their, their IQs are lower or something like that. Okay. A uh, very simple answer to that, right? And you've already answered it yourself. They're not being poisoned, right? That's it. I uh, you know, so even though they have nutritional deficiencies, it balances out because they're not being poisoned. Whatever food they do get is pure, right? So, uh, and obviously, like, uh, you know, sufficient amount of B vitamins is going to, you know, is, is, is what's needed to think clearly, right? And, you know, in many cases, um, you know, they are undernourished, but whatever food they get, you know, is so much more nutritious. And also, this depends, are you in the countryside, are you in a farm community, are you in the inner city slum? In an inner city slum, it gets worse, right? But that's where you see the psychosis and criminality set in because of the lack of B vitamins available uh, to that young mind uh, to fully develop, you know, cognitive uh, functions and, and, and the brain, uh, hmm. you know, so. Uh, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. So the. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense because they're not eating, you know, processed food. So they're they're in a way there's they're saved on that side, but, and then whatever yeah, they do get, it's probably maybe from the earth. Um, so it probably, they're probably a better nutrition than most kids. I think the last thing I want to say is um, in terms of this education system that the the general public isn't even aware that they're, they're victims of uh, being left brain, not thinking outside the box um, and being really withheld of knowledge is in, I want to show, give a quick example of how it can limit your ability to see what could help you. Like when people get cancer, they've been programmed to say, get cancer, take chemo, right? Yeah. Because they've been withheld knowledge deliberately. Yes. So this is the indoctrination of the Prussian system or the left brain system, get chemo, take, I mean, uh, get diagnosed with cancer, get, uh, take chemo, where if you had knowledge about the earth and what caused disease and what reverses it, if you had that knowledge and it was given to us, we could, there would be less disease and people wouldn't have to be in fear and they could in, in an empowering way, reverse their disease and have a life and not, not destroy friends, family, job and everything, which the system is set up to destroy while they're killing you with uh, chemicals and, and, and carcinogenic chemo. So in a way, what I'm trying to show is that the, they deliberately withhold knowledge. They give, you, they give you an education, but they don't give you knowledge that empowers you and helps you. And, you're and that's absolutely a deliberate... right. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. You know, I think one of the, 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 the fundamental subjects of education should be nutrition. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Because how many, how many kids get and, and even parents or mothers, I run into this all the time. They're like, Oh, you know, you know, you know, my kid isn't sleeping. Okay. Well, if you'd listen to your grandmother, you'd have 10 remedies that are natural. You'd know that, yeah. wow, you know, you're either short on calcium or magnesium or the kid is protein deficient uh, or, yeah. hey, you're lacking niacin because uh, uh, niacin is the sleep vitamin, right? But then you have to know the body system and know, know and like which pathways they go and, and, and not go, oh, well, I gave them calcium. They didn't sleep. Okay. So then the answer wasn't calcium. Maybe it was magnesium. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you follow, or yeah. and if you then add in the magnesium and it didn't work, then so well, then then yep. that those weren't two shortages, but you just, that omitted data, that omitted information is the deadliest 
because you can't see that you're missing it, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> it's diabolical because it's designed that way. The last it's thing I want to say before I pass, do you, are you familiar with Dr. Joel Wallach? He's no, I'm like a man out of touch actually because I'm like usually just out in the in the field, you know. Uh, okay, just well, just a quick on, story about on. him because it's related to it's related yeah. to Dr. Fraudchi. Um, yeah. I call Fauci Fraudchi. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, yeah, so uh, this guy, Doctor, uh, he was a biochemist and he worked at NIH, and yeah. he determined that cystic fibrosis was caused by a lack of nutrition. Right. And he wanted to make this public, and he got fired by the NIH. And guess guess who took over his job? Fauci. Fauci. Yeah. 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 So he went on to develop all these mineral supplements and, and things right. that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because so. if you just take, like, if you go to across every culture and you look at what does healing actually mean in every ancient culture, uh, you know, except our modern culture, you know, you know, illness and disease, you know, it's either a nutritional deficiency or it's a foreign substance poisoning. Uh, or it's mental or spiritual, and those yeah. are your three choices. Those are your. If you're, if you're being encouraged to eat cheese doodles and ring dings on television, and you know, take medications, you're not going to understand that this is poison because you're. No. People don't have the distinction that you know. I, the people wouldn't hurt me. So yeah. I, because of time, I want to pass you to Mary. Right. But it's been a pleasure, and I'm sure Likewise. we're going to see you again. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. So to pick up kind of where, you know, we're talking about now what really is causing disease and, you know, Steve talked about the processed foods and, you know, you mentioned it's, you know, getting poisoned, could be spiritual, um, you know, mental, emotional things, things of that nature. And, yeah. you know, here I went to pharmacy school and that pretty much was not talked about um, at, at all. So, and I agree with a lot of what you were talking about with education and pretty much being set up in a sense to be as slaves and, you know, working for the system and, you know, getting a job and going from there and getting your mortgage, you know, till you yeah. can hopefully retire with some social security. Um, I was, was going to ask, you know, you brought up in some countries where people might walk for an hour just to get, um, you know, a little bit of edu education. And like here in the United States where it's, it's plentiful, but we're not really providing, you know, education as far as nutrition, financial education, like things of that nature. So how, how would you, um, like suggest to change like Western education model. Like some people will do the homeschooling route or can we somehow like, transform the public education system? So, 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 okay. Very good question. Very good question. And I agree, agree with all your points. You know, if you're getting Wheaties and, and Oreos and, and like sugar as your, your, your afternoon school meal, you've just destroyed, the, you know, you've given the kid ADHD. I don't really believe in ADHD. You understand? It's your boring teacher and the kid is nutritionally deficient, right? Also, a young child has an attention span of about 10 minutes or 15 minutes in an educational lesson. Then you have to let him run and scream, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you don't do that, like when I have young, young classes uh, out in the slums, uh, I, 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 I do 15 minutes uh, theory, uh, and then 15 minutes activity, 15 minutes theory, 15 minutes activity, because I know the four, five, and six-year-old is just not going to sit still for an hour, right? They rather shoot themselves than <laughs> than 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 sit still for an hour. And you have to use these extreme measures of control uh, to keep a small child still. Uh, now, for Western, you know. 
I'm very much for homeschooling. I'm very much for homeschooling uh, uh, until such time uh, as parents can have an actual say in their schools again, right? Uh, uh, because everything is state controlled. Uh, okay, well, I'm sorry. State controlled is the definition of communism, <laughs> right? That is the definition of communism, you know? So while America may say it's a democracy or a republic, you know, no, it's medical system is communist. It's, uh, uh, you know, uh, schooling, educational system is communist. And factually, it's business administration is starting to have a very communist tendency because you can only do so on license of the state, right? That is, you know, we've gone that far. You go back to, you know, 100 years, 150 years ago. You wanted to start a school? You started a school, you know? You, you, you know, the children learned or they didn't, and you had business or not, right? Uh, religious groups of every nature were always doing charity, feeding the poor, taking, you know, and like hospitals were not in shortage, right? It's a myth that the state has to take care of people because people are good and they actually take care of themselves and their, and their community and their environment. So in America, I would say, think about homeschooling, right? Think about alternatives and there's many good systems, um, you know, but the one thing you have to get a child, you know, is reading, writing and arithmetic, you know? Now let's talk a little bit about real education again for a second, because I want to talk about reading. You know, I can take 10 words out of your vocabulary when you can't speak English. Are you aware of this? You will not be able to string together a proper sentence. I can take 10 words out of your vocabulary and you will be stumped to form a proper English sentence, right? Uh, I can do it with five or four with most people, right? <laughs> with a little more educated crowd, uh, you know, I, I, I have to take take away seven or eight or, or, or 10 words, right? Uh, and if you're up for the challenge, we can do it right here, right? Uh, you're not gonna win, but uh, it's just an illustration of fundamentals uh, and how important fundamentals are, uh, right? Uh, so I'm not gonna put you through this challenge because you know, <laughs> but, but look, <laughs> everybody will lose, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> 30 to 50% of any English sentence structure is only 50 words, okay? Uh, 30 to 50% of any English sentence structure consists of 50 words, right? Um, the, uh, to, of, at, in, as, right? Uh, and a bunch more small common words. We call them small common words. I take away five of those. You can no longer write a book. You can no longer sound literate. You can no longer understand, right? This, this hits foreign language children particularly hard because uh, let's say Hindi or Russian uh, doesn't have these words as part of their language, language structure. Okay, um, uh, and in English, we kind of grow up knowing it, but 
if I asked you just the simple questions of like how many, roughly how many definitions are there to the word to, T-O, what would be your answer? You have an answer for me? Sorry, yeah. how many definitions of the word? Like two, T O. Oh. Can it be like T O T O O T W O or so I don't T -O, know. T O, just T O. Just how many definitions? How many different ways do we use that word? How many different meanings, definitions? I guess I'm the only one unmuted. <laughs> yeah, you know, like everybody's laughing right now. Nobody wants to answer. Okay, I'll um, tell you. Like, you know, there's about roughly 30, depending on which dictionary, 30 separate meanings that are common use. Okay. Yeah, you know, my I'll put my hand to my head, touching. Uh, I'm going to New York. Destination. Two means destination. Um, uh, I, uh, I pick up my hammer to hammer a nail, right? Purpose, intention, uh, uh, look to the wall in the direction of, uh, and you can just go on and on, right? So, and these are your fundamentals. There's, there's, there's about 30, 40, 50 words that, you know, at, you know, oh, at least 10 definitions, right? In at least 20, we use it at least 20 ways, right? Uh, and, and knowing these small, frequently used words that, you know, are your total fundamental of the English language. Because learning a word like car, hospital, uh, you know, verb, uh, government, you know, those are easy to learn words. But our entire language revolves around about 30 or 40 small common words, you know, and we use them so many different ways. And if a child does not properly understand these, he will become illiterate and he will go illiterate. Okay. Uh, so the program I actually have and that I'm making and I'm using in the slums, I have little picture books, right? Uh, so my six-year-olds would beat you all <laughs> in their knowledge of these small common words, right? And I've had a high court lawyer, uh, you know, from uh, 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 in Delhi, India, come to the slum. And I showed him one of these uh, six-year-olds, you know, that I was teaching to read, you know, but we teach it with a small common words program. And, you know, this high court lawyer, you know, used the word at incorrectly. And the six-year-old was in his face, says, sir, no, that's the wrong meaning of at, you know, you know. Uh, he was in shock, right? Everybody started laughing. But, you know, so, but again, here's your omitted, you know, your omitted, your unseen education that you did not get, right? Um, and this is what kills the grammar of students later on because these, these 30, 40 words, it's only 30 or 40 words will determine your ability to learn grammar. But they start teaching grammar before you know these 30 or 40 words. So how can you practice grammar? Uh, uh, you know? So again, to the parents, homeschool. You know, you're far better off and right now. But know that reading, writing, and arithmetic are your fundamentals. If a person can read, if he is really literate, and really literate is not having read the Iliad or, you know, some ancient book. 
literate is being able to read, understand, and use the information on a page, right? It has nothing to do with uh, memorization. It has nothing to do with pronunciation, right? Whether you read something with a Russian accent or a, an English accent or a Mexican accent or an African accent, pronunciation has nothing to do with knowledge or understanding, right? Uh, so, so focus on literacy, but understanding on a what's on a written page and being able to use that. Does that answer that? I think I froze. I don't know if you can hear me. Now I can hear you. Okay. Um, yes. And so how how do you better able to help kids get truly literate opposed to just the typical model of you know going to school and they're not you know reading and writing? Um, you mentioned some books that you have. Is that like one of this strategy, or what is your technique to have kids really understand? That, that's my that's my strategy, right? Like, well, okay. When you uh, when I go into slums, I frequently you know I will focus on literacy. Right. And depending on which country you go, you know, they may have materials available or not. So in India, like a lot of the higher education is done in English, which kind of forces you to teach uh, the kids in the slums English at an early age uh, because they may finish, you know, school, but they will never be accepted. In, they can't go to the university of their choice. I lost the audio. Lost the audio. Can't hear you very well. Hmm, okay. I think nothing. I'm plugged in. Hello. Uh, right, I might just, I don't know, I can't seem to hear anything on the send. Test. Can you hear me now? Yeah, now we can hear yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, so did I? Didn't, didn't know that about the. So it's unique to the English language specifically. Those few amount of words. That's what they want, right? And but uh, I obviously we do arithmetic and and we teach them. You know, I, I, I'm always for the native language as well, because to me, that's the first language you should know, right? Your native language and English, you know, is it will put you on the word stage, but it has no more importance other than uh, than it's a trade language and, and it provides certain opportunities. So this is what's wanted by uh, a, a lot of the kids. But if you're going to teach English, then you have to do it the way your mother teaches, right? Uh, and um uh like uh, and you have to look at what's the natural or holistic method of teaching a language well who are the best teachers you know of language mothers right they get every child capable of speaking a language right uh they have no failed students so obviously they know best mother does know best in this case right so what does a mother do well, the very first step a mother does, or even a parent, some fathers, you know, is they point at objects. 
and they say the name of the object, right? So if I'm starting with a fresh new class, I actually literally copy what do what, what parents do. You have to build a vocabulary. You can't, you don't hand a baby a grammar book and say, here, you know, welcome to earth, you're my child, you know, this is English, you know, and here's the book, right? Um, that's not how language is learned. It's learned by pointing at objects. So first you have to give the child a vocabulary before you can even start to read or write. You have to give them spoken vocabulary in any language. So if you teach in English, well, then it's 15, 20 minutes a day of like, okay, where's the floor? Point towards it, get the kids to point it, say floor. Okay, where's the sky? Where's the tree, right? So I teach about 20 words a day using this method. Once I run out of words or vocabulary in the environment, I have a flashcard system where, you know, lion, tiger, you know, 20 animals, uh, 20 uh, vehicles, 20 household objects, you know, all categorized in groups of 20. But I also make them repeat the word in both their own language and in English so that you're stringing that relationship of meaning with, with, with that picture uh, in their own language as well. And what I find out when you do this in uh, you know, developing countries, I'm usually repairing their own language as well, even though I don't speak their language, right? Um, I had like many examples in India, you know, I pulled up a picture of a rat, right? And they're like, chuha, and I'm like, wonderful, chuha, rat, right? Hindi for rat. Uh, uh, and then I get to mouse, I hold up a picture of mouse. And again, they're like, chuha, right? And I go, ah, wait, rat, mouse, two different animals. Is it the same word? Everybody claims it was the same word. I finally have to find a 40-year-old who goes, no, 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 no. You know, there is a Hindi word for rat, right? But the university students, the, the law students could not tell me what their own word for rat was, right? We had to find an elderly gentleman who could then tell us, okay, the Hindi word for rat is goose, right? Um, so by using a flashcard system, you actually can solve two languages and increase literacy if you're doing cross-language uh, in both languages by having them explain the meaning. And again, here's the understanding point, right? You know, we had the same with tiger and lion, you know? Uh, uh, you know? You know, it's like, especially in the slums where they don't get to go to the zoo, they don't get to watch a movie, right? It's, it's you're bringing very, very fundamental uh, concepts. Mm, understand rather than just memorize. Like yeah, exactly, yeah, because yeah. even though you're having to learn and memorize a vocabulary, they must understand what each object or word is. And you can build a thousand word vocabulary in, in a child in about six months by doing 15 minutes twice or three times a day and having your sets of flashcards. Now you have a, a vocabulary to start to learn to read with, right? Because, and you've done the alphabet as well, you know, but now you have a vocabulary that you can read with, right? Now you have to fit in the small common words, right? But you make sure that all the sentences, and I've done this in my booklets, are words they already know, and, you know, and all, I just do one sentence and a full page illustration, only doing the concept of, of a word, they, like I have a booklet, I have 
Ollie the elephant, right? I use a little elephant cartoon. Where is Ollie at, right? And then, you know, and then I first define the word in the beginning of the book, you know, at is used to show position or place. So you have a, a sample sentence. Um, Ollie is at the door, right? And now you show a picture of Ollie the elephant standing located near a door, at the door, right? 20 example centers, you know? And these children get university degree understanding of small common words because everything is in picture form, right? After that, they can start to read. And you can recommend as a parent any book, you know, you just take what are, what are the books that you find interesting, either philosophical, you know, that, that you want your child to know. As long as the child is reading, he is learning, okay? But you've got to get those basic fundamentals in and then, then, then you can use that right brain in that child by just feeding book after book after book. I see like wonderful bookshelves back there, you know, uh, 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 with Mr. Moore, right? Yeah, that made him smart, right? The books, <laughs> you know, that's what makes us smart, reading books. It's not some university, it's reading the books, all right? So that's yes, what I advise parents, you know, mm -hmm. give them reading, writing, arithmetic, get them reading, you know? Yes, and real life, real life understanding yeah. too. And um, Jane, Jane, if you want to kind of jump in next. Hi, William. Hi, Jane. Hey, yeah, I am uh, constantly amazed today at how well we've been programmed to just trust what we're told and obey and just yeah. how few actually question it and go and do their own research and, you know, decide on their own path rather than what they're just told to do. And, you know, in Canada, we have free health. And I find the same problem there, that people don't take responsibility for their own health. And, you know, if you ask them to pay $100 to actually cure themselves, or, you know, that's too much. They'd far rather go get the free health that is, you know, dictated to them. And anyway, I just get my mind is boggled on the daily. <laughs> Any comments? Yeah, again, like, look, like I... I do charity and I've done many different things, you know, I settled on education, right? Why? Because you know what? For society to thrive, you know, you can get, uh, you know, like there's certain essential things you can, you know, you need, you need education, knowledge base and food, right? So who are your important, you know, and quite frankly, some form of religion, right? Uh, or, or spiritual belief or whatever, you know, whatever a person wants, you know, for just for a moral or future or, or that eternity, whatever view a person wants to take, right? So the moment you cut out those functions and you reduce education and you redefine education of doing as I say, right? Thinking as I tell you, right? Which, is, you know, and they've done the same with health, right? Um, last, you know, the only reason I go see a doctor 
is if I have something broken that I can't set myself, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> right? And, and you know, uh, and I have broken stuff and had, you know, it's like, whatever, that's a different story. But, but you know, if you're in a hospital, on the hospital food, I mean, there's no nutrition, right? You have to have food brought in by your relatives. Otherwise, you are going to die, <laughs> right? Because you will be starved to death, even though your stomach is full. So, but but again, it's like we we have lost track of our fundamentals, and it actually goes back, you know, to the Prussian, you know, education system, as as was very correctly brought up, is when you train people to react, right? Just here's your question. There's one answer. Right. When when we make robots out of people, when we say your license to survive is a diploma, if you do not give the right answer, you know, you are shunned. Right. And all the parents are told if your child does not have a diploma, he won't get a job. Right. Which is a real terror as a parent. And it takes like some real fortitude and bravery to go, wow, you know, um, I need to teach my kid life skills and he needs to know what's important and he needs values, right? Um, but see, I think nutrition should be part of education because it used to be, it used to be, right? Uh, maybe they say it was girls education, not necessarily, but you know, the, you know, I think anybody who wants to be healthy needs to know what they're eating you know, and they need to know why well, there's about 52, 53 and probably more basic nutritional elements. If you don't have them, you're going to get sick, right? Uh, so, but but you know, the Canada Canadian system doesn't teach it. The 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 American system doesn't teach it. Uh, an MD in the United States gets like a two-hour lecture on nutrition in his entire doctor's training, right? And I know this because I've spoken to hundreds of them. Uh, but two hours is the average nutritional training that an MD gets. Poor fellow, you know. <laughs> You know, no wonder he doesn't think there's anything to nutrition. He's never even heard of the subject, right? And and as uh, again, what you don't know, you like it, it. It's the hardest thing to spot in yourself. Something that's not there. Something that's missing. You can't see it. But this is why people like yourself and this show and 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 those that stand up and you know and and are bringing truth back into the world, right? Uh, is so important. Um, you know, but again, read, I'm not an MD, but I know that the pharmaceutical system is based on the exact same system as the homeopathic system, right? Because if you read the stress of life by Hans Silje, right? Uh, and, and, uh, which really is, you know, it's written in 47, I think, or 37 is the first publication, but it's valid all the way today. And it's the model of the pharmaceutical industry research. What are they doing? They're trying to find a chemical poison that will cause uh, a slight stress on a cell without killing the rest of the body, right? Uh, you know, and then they complain that homeopathy uses small quantities or dilutions of natural poisons uh, <laughs> to cure a disease. Yeah. And oh no, they say it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but. The entire pharmaceutical industry is built on the homeopathic principle, right? But the average person cannot tell you that. An MD cannot tell you that, that their entire 
founding principle, the entire founding principle of the pharmaceutical industry rests solely on the core concept of homeopathy, right? Uh, but again, you know, textbooks are changed. Uh, but you put them side by side, you go, oh, wow, that's the exact same concept. Guess who was first? Homeopathy, right? <laughs> Where do you get your information from? Homeopathy, right? But an MD or, or a pharmacist doesn't know that these days. So quack, quack, quack. And I'm like, you're a doc? Okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but. <laughs> well, I'm a naturopathic doctor and I fell in love with homeopathy because it had the mind component. And, right. You know, mind has such a strong it like the body is a mirror of what's going on in the mind in our absolutely i mean i think 80 percent of, of diseases are psychosomatic you know to uh, to one degree or the, the other that only leaves 20 cent 20 percent to be cured by by uh nutrition <laughs> sorry i have a dog barking <laughs> that's okay yeah so and and children, you know, I treat a lot of children, and one of the first reactions when they get better is that they start to argue. And I always say, oh, that's excellent. And the mother's all freaked out because they were little perfectionists before. <laughs> but, William, I want you to tell us your story of why you're so passionate about education. Like, what, why is, what brought this, you know, like you know so much and you really want to transform how we learn. So just tell us about that. Okay, well, look, you take all 30 human rights, right? And you can focus on any one of them, really. You know, you can focus on the right to life. You can focus, you know, on the right to work. You can focus on the right to have a family. You know, you can focus on equality. Uh, you know, you can go down all of them, right? Uh, but what do they all rest upon? All of its implementation and application um, rests on being educated and knowing how, right? If you know how to do something, you can do it. If you don't know how to do something, uh, you can't do it. So uh, uh, another, another way of putting it, it's like a rich man with no education will become poor sooner or later, you know, if it's a dynasty, maybe through several generations, right? Uh, uh, but a poor man with an education can become rich, you know, uh, you know, and people like to say, well, poverty is the source of crime. No, nope. I've never found that to be true. I've never actually found a statistical higher, uh, crime rate or dishonesty rate in a poor area. Actual fact, I find poor areas to be a lot more honest, right? Uh, and, and less crime. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say something not so politically correct, right? But, but crime tends to be like segmented by community, right? Each, each community or group uh, or, or sometimes even racial segment has their niche crime that they're involved with, right? Like I was in, in, in Brussels for a while, right? Uh, well, if somebody was robbed, you were like, okay, that's a North African. If somebody was dealing drugs, you were like, oh, that's a Central African. You know, if it was fraud and, and, and uh, white collar crime, you know, it was a white guy, right? Uh, now, I'm, 
of course, I'm not saying that people didn't infringe on each other's territories, right? But uh, crime is evenly distributed or, you know, throughout every segment of society. I don't think it has anything to do with race, color, uh, uh, status or or position right now what does what does him what do you find every time with a juvenile right you find a failed education you find an inability to think and an inability to figure out how to get what he wants the right way right so illiteracy and crime those two components are very tightly intertwined okay uh illiteracy and lack of human rights you know very closely intertwined you know you go to a place and again when i talk about illiteracy not can you blah 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 read on a page without understanding i'm like can you read and understand and know how to use the information you know that's true literacy it's uh, you know uh knowing the 20, 30 meanings of to, as, in, you know, and, and knowing how to freely use it, right? Like, and that's why, why education, because whenever, you know, when I, when I, you know, found the youth, you know, that, that got addicted to drugs, you track back, well, they first failed in school. The youth who joined the gang, they first uh, failed in school, right? It's always a failure of, you know, and there may be exceptions, right? But, you know, but, but the most frequent route, uh, you know, to homelessness, homelessness crime, uh, poverty, uh, uh, misery is a failed education, right? Uh, and kids can make it out of the slums with an education. They cannot make it out of the slums without an education, right? They can make it out of servitude and slavery with an education. They cannot uh, get out of servitude and slavery without an education because without an education, the world is closed to you, you know? You have nowhere to go. You will not have the confidence to break free of whatever chains are holding you, uh, you know, uh, you know? Uh, whether it's Islam, being in a gang, uh, being on drugs, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, being part of the sex trade, uh, you know, you don't find, you know, in only a very rare exception, a highly literate person who's competent can read, understand, and you know, in these fields, like the Hollywood movies of the smart genius criminal, is a myth. Right, uh, you know, really, it's a myth. Yeah. Well, when you when you start to learn to think, and it it means you can create and you grow in confidence, and everything stems from there. Thank you so much, William. I'm going to pass you to Carl. Okay. Thank you. Hi, William. Hey. Hey, wow. Um, I just want to applaud you and everything you're doing. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, just a, a few comments um, yeah. on the education. Um, well, education comes from the Latin to lead out. Right. 
and that was going through my head. And so you were saying there's education uh, where people just respond, they react. There's one answer to the question. That's control. That's, That's not right. education. That's indoctrination. It's a form of programming. And this sort of thing has been going on for since the beginning of history. I mean, just sort of thinking in the um, in the Middle Ages, um, they had the liberal arts, and then they had the the other tradesmen type uh, uh, learning. The liberal arts were different, and I think they comprised of mathematics, numerology, music, and I think architecture, or maybe even astrology. I think that's what it was. And what that did was it allowed the person to think. It trained them to think. Whereas the trades, things like being a mason or, or a farmer or whatever it was, it, you were just applying something that was already worked out. And it was, it was called liberal so that you could be free. And this was only in the domain of the upper classes. And if the, the elite were caught uh, teaching the peasant folk, they would be punished um, or even, you know, by the highest authority. So it's, there's education and then there's really, education should be teach the person, the child to have enough in order to take off on their own. It's to give them the runway and, and the space to do that. And like you say, the three R's are important in doing that. But I also think nowadays too, that education uh, may not always give you freedom the education that we see. Um, like li having lived in the States, um, you know, and going for my first job there, um, I had a university education that I got here in Ireland. And it was, once you got in, it was fairly, uh, let's say affordable. The state would compensate for it. And it, it really didn't cost that much. Whereas in the States, it was as soon as you were born, your parents put money aside. Um, and yet the education brings, brings people to a point, um, uh, where they become a slave again in the system. I used to remember driving down the freeway in, in California, <clears throat> four lanes of cars going this way, four lanes going that way. And I knew the freeway had been built in 1970 and I was going, this has never stopped since it was built. And all these people going in their cars, rushing here and here and back are going, I'm free. I'm free to do whatever I want, but I got to pick the kids up. I got to do this. I got to do some more work. I got to pay the mortgage. And I go, no, you're not free. You're not free. And so, like you say, if, if you're not taught what it should be like, you don't see it. Um, when I was at school, I always wondered why I was being taught things like Latin Irish and other things that I didn't find as interesting as I, I always wondered why they didn't teach things that were useful, like uh, car mechanics. I mean, you could do it, but it wasn't in my kind of school. I had to make a decision between doing science and art. Right. Uh, and I was very good at art. And I had to give that up in order to do science. In other words, the educational system saw them as being two different paths. And the same with religion, but they, they should all, it should be taught to see how they all come together. Mm -hmm. 
And also, and it, the best way to teach someone is like you, you say, is you can go out and you can show the child this and that. Uh, the most unnatural thing is to put a child in a chair for hours a day. And like you say, <laughs> of course the child's going to get bored if you're having him sit there learning stuff he's not interested in. Children are, are the most curious things. They want to learn. Yeah. They want to learn. And it's, it's it must be just a wonderful, rewarding experience to do that, uh, especially it's, with extremely polite children. It's the most rewarding thing in their life, right? But see, this is like, you know, like you so correctly point out, like educate means to lead out. You know, it's uh, education should set one free, right? It, it should set one's mind free. Yeah. It should not paint one into a corner. Well, well, you're going to take this and this subject and the rest of your life you're cut off, right? I mean, come on, you make a, a kid decide his entire future career, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, uh, and you must take these and these subjects and, and these other subjects do not fit with your, you know, uh, that's horrible. I mean, that's just rotten, right? Yeah, it is. That's it a is. violation of human rights. It, you know? it also the educational systems tries to have you specialize to see what you're good at and and are you regurgitate the best at uh, mm -hmm. and 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 I think the education now is is um, I find people that are extremely good in their specialized area but they don't have a broad knowledge of things or their knowledge of other things is 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 being through superficial type of media it hasn't they haven't dug deep um, and, and what I what I recall is, is, is regards the, the Druid, and just to put this in sort of context, the Druid, a Druid man or was meant to be, or a woman, was meant to be somebody who was able to rebuild all of their society should their civilization or society be wiped out or they got attacked. Yeah. So you have to know everything, farming, mathematics, uh, healthcare, uh, herbs, the whole thing. Uh, and he had to carry that knowledge. And it wasn't written down. Just yeah. the same as in, the, in, in India, um, they never wrote down the Bhagavad Gita and, and all these books, only in the last few hundred years. Because they believed that if they wrote it down, they might forget it. So they memorized it so it would be in their heart. And they were able to memorize vast quantities of information this way. And we look at those people, are people who didn't have... Um, an historical record of writing as being somehow inferior. But look at us now, we can't even remember our own phone numbers. I know, right? <laughs> you know, and, and, and they say if civilization were to collapse right now, it'd be the people, the bush people who haven't been touched way in the Amazon or Borneo, they wouldn't even know what's happening. They're fully integrated with their society and those children have all the education they need. Yeah. They only right. need to be. They only need to be let out. Or, or uh, need to learn all these other things is to take advantage of what, let's say, the modern world has. Now, right. there's all kinds of treacherous things there. Um, yeah, um, and that's why education needs to be a choice, right? Some people may just want to live on a farm and be happy. You know, perfectly. I've stayed on the farm in Bihar, right? I've slept yeah. on a wooden plank. That family was perfectly happy, and it was more civil and knew more about the, they would survive just fine. I yeah. wouldn't, not in that environment, right? Yeah. 
Exactly, exactly. And and it's also really important the language to teach their own to have them know their own language um, because that resonates with their whole history, their whole culture. And <clears throat> my own experience here in Ireland is driving out to the West. We come to the there's these areas called Gaeltox where they're purely Irish speaking areas. And I happened to drive in through one, and I noticed that every house, every garden, everything was impeccable. And I felt this really strong pride that I didn't sort of get in the same way outside. And I said, it must be because of the language. It's resonating with who they are. And so one of the things, if you don't have education nowadays, I suppose, is you may not know who you are. Education should be give you enough tools to be able to dig anywhere and find out what you need to know. And you've summed that up perfectly. You know, it's yeah. enough. You know, so you can dig and find out what you want to know and uh, need to know, and 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 make your own future. Exactly. 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 I, I have I have I have one other question. It's kind of burning yeah. here um, because it has to do with homeopathy and water. And I saw um, going to your LinkedIn page that you were involved in hydro nanotechnology and engineering yes. stable water clusters. And I know this is changing maybe the tone of the whole thing, but I had to ask, um, and you you're obviously a proponent of homeopathy too. I, I'm a homeopath as well. I'm fascinated yeah. by the water, um, but it was the ability to be able to empower people. All you need is water, some substance, a glass vial, and be able to succuss it, be able to potentize and you have a medicine. Yeah. And that's what attracted me to it. Uh, what was your attraction in, in water? My attraction, again, it's it's natural health, truth, you know. Um, you know, uh, you know uh, you're really just looking at what works and what doesn't, right? And, and sticking somebody full of op opioids because they have a headache mm. hides the problem. You know, it doesn't solve the problem, right? But again, this is this is your 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 Bismarck, your old school psychology. How do we make good good little soldiers? You know, uh, who don't think, uh, you know, uh, like this Prussian education system, which I'm so glad was brought up, um, right? Because if you, even if you like like in that time period where the Prussian education system was established. You know, there was a real problem. Like the reason they established that system is to get men to kill other men, right? That yep. education system isn't there to create uh, Leonardo da Vinci's, to create geniuses, to 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 discover truth and or discover your own truth and and to promote your family. No, that education system. Is to condition man. It's it's based on on Wundtian, uh, psychology, to condition man to think he's an animal, so that he will kill another man, right? Yeah. Uh, it also it also the education you were talking about the, and <clears throat> you ask one question, there's only one answer, but I also thought about it in terms of the medicine. You have one ailment, there's one pill. This is what we're taught. Yeah, so and that's ridiculous. Thing. And, you know, and for homeopathy, you can have a multiple 
one substance or one remedy can have, depending on the situation and the resonance involved, it could be for headaches or it could be for ingrown toenails. Um, you know, it depends yeah. on the application, but it's a, so there again, it's this very regimented, narrow way of thinking. Yeah, and, and it just demonstrates a complete lack of understanding of the human body and its physiology, right? Because, like, let's say I have a headache. It's not because of one reason. You know, there's probably a thousand reasons I can have a headache, you know? Yeah. You know, I, it could be a chiropractic problem, you know? I, I, I've got a bone out of place, you know? Yeah. Or I could have a weak muscle that's causing, uh, you know, I could have a stressed yeah. muscle that, that's- You could be dehydrated, yeah. I could be dehydrated, I, I could be poisoned, you know what I mean? And, and mothers frequently deal with this, like, you know, oh, their child won't sleep, you know? Ooh, give them a sleeping pill or, 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 right? But even I find the natural community is so, you know, um, because we have an education system that is, it has done us such a disservice, right? Even our, our natural community, and you see this on Facebook all the time, it's like somebody goes, I have blah problem, you know? And everybody goes, oh, here's the answer, here's the answer, here's the answer, uh, and they have one answer, right? I'm like, how can you say that? How can you say that, right? Just lack of sleep, oh, you know? If you're protein deficient, you know, you'll feel irritated, you won't sleep well, your body can't relax, you know? You're too hungry to sleep, right? Uh, uh, lacking calcium, uh, yeah, lacking magnesium. Oh, take calcium. Yeah, but you have to know that calcium and magnesium have to be taken together in an equal distribution with an acidic base in order, <laughs> you know, uh, to be taken up by the body. Otherwise, it, you know, and, and, and then on top of that, people are, you know, will take half the bottle of calcium and now they're creating an artif artificial deficiency in other nutrients, right? Like a little little knowledge is dangerous, right? It's really dangerous. Uh, so you have all these people, well, I took the calcium, it didn't work, you know? I took the blah, it didn't work. Yeah, okay. It just proved that you weren't deficient, you know? So you go protein, calcium, magnesium. Uh, the sleep vitamin, the real sleep vitamin is, is niacin, right? Uh, but if that doesn't fix it, it's also the antipsychotic vitamin. That's why it's so hard to get these days. You know, it's off the market. The Nobel Prize went to two psychiatrists one year for discovering that they could cure just about any schizophrenia uh, or 80% of schizophrenia with a high protein diet uh, and, and high doses of uh, niacin, right? But that's lost to history because it's not a pharmaceutical, right? So, so again, it's like, I totally agree with you. It, it, like the, the knowledge needs to set people free. It needs to, you know, take you on a path. And again, your original question, yeah, naturopathy, it's truth, right? It's when you when you when you look through information, you will and you're and you can think critically when you can sort what's true, what's false. When you may, you know, when you can look at facts. You don't end up with allopathy. You end up uh, <laughs> with with traditional practices, natural practices, uh, and there's plenty of scientific studies, you know, that show vitamins work and 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 right. And they're constantly, you know, using false science to try and disprove 
you know but you look at the science that this proves you know it, it's done by teenagers who have no you know who are or maybe not right but it but it sets poor quality science to disprove science yeah you know oh yeah. we did a study on milk what milk you know uht uh, uh raw <laughs> homogenized pasteurized you'll get a different result with all those five so they'll take the worst quality milk you know uht you know uh, reinforced yep. with fake vitamins and then tell you that milk doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, <laughs> when I was in California, I used to I used to get the pasteurized milk, or not, no, excuse me, the um, the organic milk and it would cost like a dollar extra or something. Yeah. And uh, I remember the cash register, the woman said to me, I hear that tastes really good. Uh, and uh, and I said, um, yeah, it's good. You you. You don't taste the pus in it. <laughs> I don't know. The chemicals are something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole line of people were, I think it was the eggs I did that as well. You can get, yeah. instead of six organic eggs, you can get 18 for the same price. And yeah. I said, no, no, it's okay. I'm going to eat these. <laughs> you know, because I'm off subject. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, you're absolutely right. But, but that society just becomes funny when you have an education. That's all. Yeah, education, you see, I suppose it, it should teach you to have a discerning mind, to question everything and have question. the ability to find those resources so that what's happening in the world right now, this is part of education because it's a part of a programming of what's going on in the world and everybody's reacting and they're all reacting. There's only one solution. Um, and here we go again, you know, it's the, the shot in the dark, shot in the arm. Um, so my last, I suppose my last question is, um, I see that you've started this charity United Up in the last few years. Uh, you've, you've, you've seem to have plunged into this now. You've, you've done things concerning the environment, just quickly looking at your resume and LinkedIn. Where do you see this charity United going? Um, what's your what's your view uh, goal for the future? My goal, you know, is really uh, I want education in every slum of the world, and uh, I with that I include American, British, and Irish inner city slums, which we do have. Right? I'm sorry, you know, America's got slums. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, we've got inner city problems, you know, uh, you know, uh, which are made worse due to the poor, terrible, poor nutrition that the kids get. Uh, you know, they're put on uh, sugar, you know, which is even worse for behavioral problems. Uh, so 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 I my, my dream, my personal dream is, you know, a sensible curriculum that gives a child the basics he needs. Uh, to, as you so nicely stated, to then be able to explore and, and, and get the information he needs for a future, right? Now you've put opportunity into the hands of the child. So, uh, yeah. you know, that really is my life's mission at this point. This is what I want to do. You know, I've done it, you know, and I've really, you know, done many different things and got to education, right? And I'm like, yeah, this really is the solution, but it's gonna be real education it's yeah. got to take into account the the wishes the dreams of the child right mm -hmm. it's got to build his uh, self-determinism it's going to 
got to give him the confidence he needs, you know, especially yep. in a place like Islam. But kids in Islam aren't weak. Understand? If you're alive at five in Islam, you're sharp. You are sharp, right? You are a survivor, you know. And this is something that, you know, uh, is not frequent. Like kids in slums are so easy to educate. Yeah, they they are they they are so easy to educate. And and the real problem with slums is just a lack of proper materials, right? I'll end off with an example. And I, you know, I've got this fifteen-year-old that I, you know that I, like I empower teenagers in slums, right? Because teachers are, you know, from, from, from our, our Prussian system are too hard to educate. So I go into a slum and I find some teenagers or university level, you know, girls preferably, you know, because if I can get them teaching, they'll get some more rights uh, uh, and get more status. Uh, but obviously I work with boys too and, and Hey, I give them a little bit of coaching on, on how to teach. Uh, and then I provide them the materials they needed, they need, and I will start a class off, but then I'll turn it over to that teenager from that slums. So even yesterday, they're sending me photos, uh, uh, of like their daily classes, uh, from slums, uh, you know, and even though I'm in Albania right now, because I, I, I travel, I had to travel. I'm putting together their curriculum and a correct curriculum, like a, a real educational material needs to be self-explanatory. It should not require a teacher because we <laughs> have a shortage of teachers in the world, you know, and just from an educational perspective, is your, if your book is too complex to be understood by itself, you're a poor writer, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, uh, or maybe you're a fantastic writer, but your target market is 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 PhDs and and illiterate society. If you're going to teach kids and teenagers, your materials need to be self-explanatory, right? It should not require a teacher. Well, that's what I make for the kids. So I have I have teenagers in slums giving lessons to all the smaller kids. You know, an hour a day super economical because I just have to pay the materials and it's raising the educational standards. I'm not saying it's the end all of their education. They will go, you know, into university, hopefully. Right. But they will be dangerous university students. Right. Good. <laughs> they'll question the teacher, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that's also very empowering to, to have the other children teach the other children, you know? And it is. You know, and I get stories like this, this one kid, you know, he was 15 year old. He spoke barely any English. He could not look anybody in the eye. Okay. Uh, his name is Vipin. Uh, he was ashamed of his own existence. Okay. Because he was born in Islam, grown up in Islam. Uh, you know, some of his friends, you know, spoke some English, but he, he wasn't quite keeping up. So he had this whole vision of himself as being a worthless individual, right? Mm -hmm. But only because the educational materials, like I couldn't understand his educational materials, right? I'm like, what is this, right? You know, you give this to, you know, yeah, I can understand if I, I, I sift through it, but you know, not for a 14 year old as a second language, 
right? Um, so I taught him the basics of learning, how to learn. You know, I gave him simple enough materials. Then he started doing my program in the slums. Changed his life, right? All of a sudden, he's this proud young boy. You know, him and the kids in the slum built their own school. All right, they, they 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 made their own shack. They cleared five tons of dirt, and even the four-year-olds, you know, and I have photos of it. I didn't ask him, right? You know, because I can't get involved because it's like child labor, right? You know, somebody will will figure some, you know. Uh, yeah. But these kids dug out five tons of dirt to level an area in their slum, and then they built a shack, right? Uh, and and this fifteen-year-old is giving classes there every day, right? And all the kids from the slums come in and I just send them materials and books, you know, uh, and I'm making more curriculum for them. Um, but, and, and the guy is proud and he knows he can make it. He knows uh, that he can, you know, if he works hard, you know, he can set out. But see, he knows that the only reason to study is for understanding. And this is the one thing we drive home. Don't read a paragraph further than you stop understanding you've stopped learning i don't care if you get to the end of the page you haven't learned anything why bother go play instead right better use of your time better use of your mind you know absolutely absolutely <laughs> so so it's the kids empowering them to change the slum you know yeah uh is what real education does and they can do it and i prefer to work with the teenagers because they haven't been given that false education. Uh, they aren't stuck in a rut. And they've got a reason to survive in the slum, right? They've, they've got no lower to sink. So, yeah. Wow, thank you. Thank you very much. Very inspirational. Thank you for your good work. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. My pleasure. I'll pass you back to Grace. All right. Wow, this is awesome conversation. <laughs> very empowering and really very heartwarming. So uh, our audience sends greetings and love. And there's one comment here for you, Carl. It says, totally agree, Carl. There is nothing like driving into the west of Ireland. You can feel the culture. P.S. Homeopathy rocks. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much. And uh, we wish you could come again in, in the near future. And if you have any more last few uh, words of wisdom please share and i know that was a perfect question from uh carl when he said what how do you see where's charity united going forward so any more few words before we finally say goodbye yeah i'll just say one thing you know you know okay obviously i i lead a little more adventurous and and i somehow made it possible to go to the slums not everybody can do that right but you know what there is plenty of children in your environment that have a hard time, that somebody just needs an understanding adult to speak to, you know, uh, that have a question that, you know, where they're stuck in school, right? Um, sometimes just listening to a kid, explain him his problem, he solves it right in front of you, right? Uh, you don't even have to know the subject, but for a kid just to have somebody to turn to, a mentor, an elder, uh, you know, where, 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 where he knows it's okay to come and ask a question, you know, 
be that person in your neighborhood, right? Be that person in your neighborhood or be that person in your family, right? Uh, you know, like, because every time you solve a confusion, you know, you've planted another seed and you've, you've just, just made that, that opportunity for growth, uh, you know, and a better world possible, you know, uh, one conversation can change the world for a child. It really can, right? It really can. Uh, so, so that's my message. Don't be shy, you know? You know, you can you can help children in your community simply by allowing them to ask you questions when they have confusions, you know, on subjects they are studying. Thanks again. And one request, since you speak many languages, how do you say thank you in your all the languages that you know? And that's you will address that to our audience. Oh, Taksimuka, Swedish, thank you well, Nederlands, thank you very Deutsch. Or vielen Dank, you know. Falimenderit, uh, uh, Albanian, that's a new one, you know. I'm learning Albanian right now since I'm here. Shukran, uh, Urdu. There's probably more, you know. It's, you know, it's, it's the universal of just a smile is the biggest thank you you can give anyone, okay? Uh, and, and and I think that's the best thank you. And in my language, I say mabalo, so salamat, and thank you. And to everyone, we say thank you to you. God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, William.